Hitting the record. Check one. I didn't check your audio. Oh crap! I didn't check your audio levels. We'll do it on the fly. Do it live. We're doing it live. Listen, you're in a privileged position to learn a thing or two. Keep your mouth shut and your eyes open. You say you're serious about doing some good in the real world. Well, this is the place to learn. But if this kind of shit shakes you up, maybe you ought to go back to your division. You know, rather the watch commander to give you a nice job lighting flares or measuring car wrecks. You gotta decide whether you're a wolf or a sheep. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, a podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. Greater good. This is episode 203, and tonight we're talking about training day. You know, that, that, that day when you get your, your job and you're all excited and you go and sit with the yep. boss and you have to and watch you gotta all those. you got to go through orientation and it sucks. Orientation and all those videos and... Don't, the 80s don't, don't with the t- really, really random and awkward uh, sexual harassment part. Right, where it's like like really <laughs> uncomfortable and over the top produced. It's like those uh, infomercials where people yeah. can't handle snacks, snack foods. Um, <laughs> so... Anyway, um, yeah, so anyway, that's not what this is. This is Training Day to Movie, 2001's Training Day. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew Never Smoke Pot from your new boss, Jimison. Hey. <laughs> uh, and Sam, that's my car over there, the one with the bullet holes, Vector. Ah, that's right, Sean, and just so you know... Um, I'm going to bring you to my uh, very uh, white redneck uh, neighborhood and leave you there um, so that it can be horribly awkward that uh, that you. Oh, wait a second. Never mind. That won't work. That won't work. I'll fit in. <laughs> <laughs> I speak their language. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> All right. Uh, no corny tonight. He's busy. Uh, as, as per usual, so we'll, we'll um, uh, trudge on with the three of us. Not a problem yes. at all. So this is 2001's Training Day. And full disclosure, I know that no one's, this isn't your first episode listening. Um, but if you didn't hear about four weeks ago when we mentioned, when we did, um, uh, crap, what was it? The Magnificent Seven remake. I said, oh, yes, yeah. you know, Denzel Washington and the director is Antoine, Antoine uh, Fuqua. Antoine Bolden. And uh, that would be kind of cool, actually. Um, and uh, I was like, yeah, he's known for Training Day. And Sam was like, I've never seen Training Day. I'm like, we're going to fix that. So we, <laughs> we literally watched this movie so Sam could participate. And in fairness, probably about a third of our movies are because I haven't seen that and I want to. So let's do I it. I know, yeah. 
no, I wanted to see this one too. Yeah. So I was excited when it was, uh, when it looked like it was available. Right. So. And so I'm, I'm actually excited to talk about this because, uh, Holy uh cow. it's an intense movie rated R. Um, it won Dindella an Oscar and deserved deservedly. So, and, uh, I'm really excited to talk about this, but before mm. we get too much into the weeds of this thing, uh, pun completely intended, um, <laughs> Andrew, if you would uh, regale us with the information on the synopsis that IMDb has given you, that is this movie. Okay. Um, I just used 48 words when three would have done, but okay. Yeah, I was hoping you would stall a bit longer. Um, oh, sorry. I was... <laughs> you needed a few more words there, buddy. I needed a few more words there just so I could type in because uh, I forgot the name of the movie. Uh, training you know, we've Day. Been talking about it. I got it. We're good to go. You okay. Sure? Okay. On his first day on the job as a Los Angeles narcotics officer, a rookie cop goes beyond a full workday in training within the narcotics division of the LAPD with a rogue detective who isn't what he appears to be. Okay, that's weird and kind of spoilerish. Yeah, a little bit, right? Like that sucks. Like if you like if say, yeah. if you had read that before, you might. Well, I mean, I I knew Denzel was a bad guy oh right well, <laughs> well. Did, i don't know did you <laughs> yeah yeah i mean okay. i knew he was a, he was a bad guy going into this okay and that i mean only because i had been spoiled many times over no it's an old movie on um on this one well and you know everybody compares you know a trading day it's, it's a trading day scenario you yeah. know when you know the, the good cop gone bad type of thing right well this movie is actually what i did not expect was the extent to which um, the depravity of yeah. the officer in question. Yeah, he so. uh, he certainly wasn't a model citizen or a model wow. uh, cop or even a model human. But um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, so I know that yeah. Andrew Andrew, you had seen this too, correct? No, actually, I hadn't. I thought I had, but I had. Oh, so I had two two virgin peoples watching this, and I was, of course, the yes. veteran. So I'm interested to hear what you guys. Have to say about it. So, Andrew, I'll let you lead back. Yeah. Well, uh, I went into it thinking I'd seen it before. And as I got into, like, the first five minutes, I thought, none of this is familiar. So, uh, <laughs> I, you know, just kept watching and hoping that I would remember something. And I didn't. But uh, that's okay because I enjoyed what I saw. Um, it, you know, I always say if it's a if it's a movie that I think is a good movie, it keeps my attention the whole time, and I can't look away or I can't do other tasks while I'm trying to watch it. And this one definitely kept my attention um, because I wanted to know what was going to happen next uh, because it's almost to the point that it's unbelievable. Um, you know that all this stuff could happen to a Ricky cop on day one. On day one, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so it, it really, I, I didn't find much fault with the movie. Um, there were just one turn after another that I wanted. It was almost like watching the entire series of Breaking Bad in, <laughs> in an hour and a half. Right. Yeah, they they didn't have what uh, 198 hours to uh, to tell the entire story. Right. It's kind of like watching Breaking Bad from the cops' perspective. 
Yeah, yeah. But I enjoyed the heck out of it. I thought it was well done and uh, a good movie for all around. Right on. Okay, Sam. Yeah. Um, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this movie. And um, I, I kind of had the same thoughts with, with Andrew in terms of, you know, this all happened in one day. And, you know, from them having coffee at the diner uh, to, uh, you know, to the, the last shot of the evening, um, literally, <laughs> um, it, uh, it just, it, it, it was so good. Um, Denzel was absolutely amazing in this, in this film. And, you know, you want to see more of his character, even though he's so horrible right. <laughs> and so just downright evil. I would love to see a prequel of this movie of, you know, how he turned that way or, you know, how, what was his training day? Was it the same way? Right. You know, uh, I think that would be an interesting take a look at. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, Have like, like, like we could cast this right now. You get, um, um, obviously those old guys that are in the room there, they, they can't do it cause they're all either old or, yeah. or dead, but you would cast, I would cast Michael B. Jordan as the young yeah. Denzel. Yeah. And, yep. uh, we need, you would, I would think it'd have to be a grizzled old white dude, you know, like, yeah. um, um, and, and maybe maybe you turn it on its heels where you think, uh, you know, Denzel's the one that's going to be twisted around, but maybe somehow he ends up twisting his trainer. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I know, could actually... Will or something like that. That would be interesting to see. But could, it, it, it'd be a fun movie just to see that character come back yeah, I, and, and how he gets that way. But this whole world of, of L.A. in this drug-infested, gang-infested world was just brilliantly shot. And the tension alone, mm -hmm. uh, you know, seeing it through the eyes of Ethan Hawke and going up the streets and knowing that you had to rely on this guy to basically survive the day. Um, it was just, it was crazy. Uh, from, you know, and it was inter interesting to me how quickly it escalated. Um, the drug thing was interesting because I had heard before that people undercover are allowed to, to partake in order to not get blow their cover. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. No, but, <laughs> but then to see that he tricked them into, what was it? L not LSD. What was it LSD? PCP, you know, which is pretty darn hardcore drug. Um, and then expect, expect him to, to function the rest of the day. Um, it just, I, it was crazy. I loved it. I loved it. And, you know, and my question is, you know, and I posted this to, to Sean, I think maybe everybody, you know, Den, uh, Denzel's character, what's his name again? Alonzo. Alonzo. He knew he had to have the money by midnight, right? Mm -hmm. And he had known that for a while. Well, the week, the week. Yeah. Yeah. So he knew from the very beginning, he's reading his paper that sometime during the day he was going to have to find the rest of the cash to go pay off the Russians. Yep. Which means that he has a new trainee that he knew he was getting that day. Right? Well, we, what we, there's certain things we don't know. We don't yeah. know if he basically he needed uh, not a fall guy. But he needed someone else who would in be not just in on it, but like 
an outsider. Like that's why he couldn't have just one of his other dudes participate in what was happening because like they're all buddies and maybe it wouldn't work. So, you know, does, is it that he has a new guy because Denzel requested a new young guy who he could kind of manipulate and put into this no win scenario or Mm -hmm. was that truly coincidence? Yeah. Like we don't know that. But then, you know, was the plan basically, you know, it was a black and white plan. It was, if this guy goes along with us, great. We're, you know, we're good to go. I've got another buddy here that'll help us out. If it didn't go to plan, he was going to kill him or not him, but he had a plan to get rid of him. Right. And I, I think that too. And it's funny, you picked up on that, that your first time viewing, I did not pick up on that the first time I watched it. I assumed from the minute go that this guy was going to have to die in order for Lonzo's plan to really work because mm-hmm. he doesn't trust this kid like he trusts the other guys who are mm-hmm. all on the take and, and whatever. And I thought from the minute go he was going to kill this kid. And it wasn't until that moment where he's like, I'm not taking that money. That's when he has the realization of, okay, then we just got to get out of this scenario so I can get to the next scenario where I can have, you know, these Mexicans come kill you. I was about to say, so, so that scenario, you know, they dug up the cash out of the kitchen and then it was, he tried to, to basically force him into killing the guy. Uh, what's his name? uh, Sticks. I kept calling him stick. Yeah. From daredevil. Right. So he tried to get him, he tried to force him to do that, to get him on the bad side. Yep. You know, force him on the bad side, you know, with the drugs in his system and all that sort of stuff. Again, it, t- it didn't work. And uh, it just, it's just the, the, the twists and turns they put into this were just, I loved it. I had a great time. Um, and I was legitimately scared for that, for Ethan Hawke, pretty much the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from the beginning, you know, I thought, you know, this guy's maybe a curmudgeon at the breakfast, you know, and, you know, I'll, okay, I'll put down my newspaper. So you think you're going to be more entertaining than, than my daily newspaper? Right. You go ahead. Tell me a story. Tell me a story. <laughs> You've been rolling for 18 months with a hot instructor and the best thing you can come up with is a DUI <laughs> stop. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> but um, the only problem I had with this movie, right? The only problem. I didn't like seeing the famous people in the, the neighborhoods. The the yeah, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg and Dr. And, Dre. And Dr. Dre and all that sort of stuff. It's like, oh, come on. You know, give me some actors. You know, I understand why they did that. But it took me out of the movie. You know, oh, it, I, it kind of lessened that impact for me. Which is funny because for me, it endeared me more. I'm like, oh, they cast Snoop Dogg as a drug dude. Oh, how cute. <laughs> like, he's like, so what do you need me to do? And they're like, we need you to be Snoop Dogg in a wheelchair. Got it. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, I don't really know anything about dude, Dr. Stop, Dre, but Stop. Come on, man. Come on. Stop. <laughs> Come on, man. Give me a break. <laughs> Oh, pin, so. yeah, that, that to me, I didn't, so. but I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. <clears throat> yeah, but I, I, I did enjoy it. I think it's a great film. Um, I think it's, it's worth a watch. Absolutely. Um, if anything, to see why he won the Academy Award for this portrayal. Mm-hmm. 
and um, I almost said betrayal. Betrayal. Portrayal. Well, same thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Especially this thing. Um, but I had a lot of, and you, you always make fun of me, but I had a lot of fun in this movie to see uh, the dark side of Denzel. I don't know if I'm going to be able to see him in another movie um, after seeing this in the same way. Just uh, well, how dark he can get. I, I think this is like the only film. There might be other movies where he's an asshole, but I think this is mm-hmm. like the only one he's truly a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't see. It's, it was different to see him in, in a, a, the villainous role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that happens every now and then, right? Like you'll get a, 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 an A actor who will jump to the other side for like one role and you're like, oh, well, they were actually really good as a bad guy. You know, like, like Danny, yeah. Danny Travolta tried it. John, Danny Travolta? Johnny. John. John Travolta. I don't know. It's his weird twin brother. Uh, John Wait a Travolta. Second. Did I just correct you on a name? Yeah, but that was close. It's not like I said uh, Steve Irwin. You know that guy in Pulp Fiction? <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, John Travolta. Like when he jumped over to, because um, I'm not really concerned. Broken Arrow? Well, he does Broken Arrow, but bef- and then he does Face Off. Face Off. Face Off. Was he the bad guy in Face Off? I guess technically he wasn't. But yes, he and was. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, like, like he was the pretty boy, and all of a sudden he does this slew of he's the bad guy and everything, right? Like, like you don't see that very often. Um, and then you have the other, you have the opposite of like you have guys like Gary Oldman, right? He's only a bad guy, and then we're like, oh, we're, they're going to get you to do, you're going to be in the Dark Knight series trilogy as Commissioner Gordon. Oh. Then you're definitely not going to be a bad guy in that. So, um, and then he just won an Oscar for being Winston Churchill. Um, oh, I'm Winston Churchill. I do want to go over some of the directors, Antoine, uh, and and Antoine, Antoine, Antoine Fuqua. Um, Excuse me. He has. I know. I always say that, and that joke always comes out. I, I wish he had a different name. Anyway, he has directed. I think some actually really great films. So we did something called Bait, which I don't. I've seen the the trailers for. I don't ever. I've never watched it. Um, you know, it stars Jamie Fox and a bunch of other people. Mike Epps. Um, uh, in that movie, an ex-con is used by police to lure a criminal out of hiding. Mm. And then he does Training Day. And training day, and this is this is a bit of trivia. I'm going to steal from later on that Denzel winning this Oscar is the first time in film history where a black actor wins best actor uh, Oscar with a black director. Um, oh, I was going to say, okay, yeah, yeah, um, with so, a black director, with okay. a, yeah, black director, correct. Uh, so he does training day, and then he does Tears of the Sun, which is a Bruce Willis. Uh, mm, African thing. African thing, which I really liked, and I have not. I've probably only ever seen once or twice, um, and if it ever gets streaming, that might be worth doing. Uh, then he does a really kind of bad King Arthur movie. Which one was that one? That was the one with Kira Knightley and Clive Owen. Oh was Lord, yeah, to, it was like totally Hollywoodized up. Yeah, and like they tried to, I don't know, it didn't really work, and I didn't think it no. was very good. Um. So anyway, Kira so Knightley was bad in that. In I mean, like, yeah, she actually was kind of bad in that. It was, it was not a good no. movie. But that's okay. You get one every now and then, right? So then mm-hmm. he does. Uh, 
Shooter, which we've seen for the podcast, mm-hmm. which we all I liked. Like Mark, Mark Wahlberg and Shooter. And then he does something called Brooklyn's Finest. I didn't see that, um, but I heard it was pretty good. And then he did what we, again, we, we've done on this show, Olympus Has Fallen, which Yay. I think we Fun. all liked. I think that's... Yes. I think we all pretty much gave that uh, a thumbs up. Um, and then he did mm-hmm. The Equalizer, which I liked a lot. Uh, Denzel <laughs> in a role where he's, you know, it's street justice, but with like crowbars yeah. and wrenches as opposed to bullets and knives. Um mm-hmm. And then he did Southpaw with Jake Gyllenhaal. Did not see, but heard heard good things. Um, and then The Magnificent Seven. So, not too bad. He, a filmography yeah, there. He's, it's a pretty good career, right? Yeah. And and he actually might be our more, most prolific director that we've re- we've reviewed. Don't you think? We just haven't realized it. Yeah. Um, One. Hmm, that'd be a good question. Two, three. Four. We've done four of his films. I don't know. I'd be, I don't. I don't know if any of us want to, to do that job of looking up to see what directors we've done most of. But mm. um, I guess if Sam gets really bored over the summer, he can do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I get the website back, uh, and well, we'll talk about that later. Uh, the Equalizer Two is is in post production right now. It's probably going to come out soon. Uh, he's doing something called American Dream, American Nightmare with a K. It's a documentary. And he's also filming an untitled Muhammad Ali documentary. So he's still okay. doing work, which I appreciate. And he's produced a bunch of other stuff too, um, which is cool. Anyway, my point is, is I liked him as a director. I thought this movie was fantastic. Just like Andrew and, Andrew and Sam said, couldn't, I couldn't not watch the movie. Now, again, I had seen this before. Uh, mm-hmm. I watched it in college. Frankly, I probably watched it with Corny. Uh, he was my movie watching buddy in college. Um, and there's just so much in this movie. Again, you can't. And this movie goes along with my uh, my theory, but my kind of whatever. The fewer notes I take, the better I like the movie. And yeah. when you take out the you know the the notes for clips, now did he did he save the girl before the drugs or after? I don't uh, remember. It was after. He was... Was it after? He was still kind of coming down. That's why he was wearing the hood, and then he saw it, and he ran out. And and, and maybe yeah. that's partly why he did it. It's because he probably felt okay. like he couldn't be beaten because he was probably still ha- amped up a little bit. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he did kick those guys' butts, which I thought was pretty cool. Because <laughs> uh, he's, he's such a kind of unimposing dude, right? Like... Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when I tell you the list of actors that they wanted to get for the role, you're going to, I think, I think we all agree that he was probably the best role because of kind of how unassuming he is. But I'll tell you what, yeah. once he survives, you can take him seriously. but once he survives that bit with Smiley, he had that look in his eyes of he's about to mess somebody up, uh-huh. <laughs> especially when he's leaving the jungle and like, they're all just kind of parting ways for him. I think that was Mostly out of respect for standing up to Alonzo and a little bit of fear because this, you know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying like, oh, this crazy white dude, he just he just stood up to the most corrupt cop we've ever seen and he's walking away. Like, uh, I don't want to mess with this kid, right? So, <laughs> uh, I loved it. So, um, I don't know if that is a good good for us or bad for the podcast. If the three of us freaking yeah, loved the I don't movie. know. I'm trying to think of what I could say bad about this thing, but. But really, you know, Denzel was so powerful. 
Ethan Hawke played it perfectly as the everyman. Um, you know, we saw this whole world through his eyes. Um, and he's totally relatable. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we talked about this a few weeks ago when we did the circle, right? We, we, we kind of touched on, man, that's pretty rough that Emma Watson had to, to, to go from zero to 60 so fast in order just to kind of, in what she felt like, what she had to do to keep her job, right? Yeah. And Ethan Hawke is in that same boat. It's like, drink the beer. He goes, I don't, I don't want to drink that beer. He's like, come on, man, drink the beer. He's like, all right, fine, I'll drink the beer if it's going to. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like Denzel does such a good job of, of peer pressure that he felt like he, like he had to do it. So, mm-hmm. so here's a topic I do want to touch on. I didn't send the notes over to you earlier, Sam, mainly because I was driving all day and I just forgot. Um, but you, having, having the psychology major that you have, mm-hmm. and I, Andrew, I want to ask you this question before Andrew, you answer, before Sam, you answer. Have you ever heard of the term gaslighting before? Gaslighting people? Yeah. Have you ever heard that term? Either you one know, the you. funny thing is I've been hearing it on Facebook a lot more nowadays. Um, I, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but... Yeah, yeah. I've heard it. I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I'm not going to pull up Wikipedia and go through what, it, what, what the truly meaning what it is. I'm going to give you the, 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 the OP uh, <laughs> quick translation. <laughs> Um, one of the podcasts I listen to, um, they talk about um, certain genuinely heavy things, and one of them was this topic. <clears throat> and so the idea is it's a, it's a process that, that when, when one person wants to have control over another person, usually okay. it's man over woman in the marriage, but not always. Sometimes it can be parent to child or brother to sister, or in this case supervisor to trainee and typically gaslighting is a process that takes a long time. And what you do is the the, the process is the the point is to confuse and to obfuscate the truth in order to gain control. Right? So think of it this way, Sam, Mm -hmm. if you decide you become the worst person ever and you're going to do this to your wife, Kimberly, you start telling her blatant lies. It's easier for me to, to use names of people that we know. Uh, yeah, you yeah, start okay. telling her blatant lies, right? Um, you know, you pull money out of, out of the account, and then she notices it, and then you put it back in there, and she's like, where did the money go? And you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Nothing happened, right? And you do this over a long period of time, and you do these lies, and you do other things like that or like whatever to make her think okay. she's crazy. <laughs> right? That she's physically losing her mind, right? Whatever you do, you come up with all these ridiculous scenarios. And sometimes the people that do this pay um, coworkers to be, to participate or family members. If they just like this crazy power trip, right? You know, whatever it just, I'm sorry, it's crazy. Right. Oh and, my gosh. Okay. and the purpose of this is that if now Kimberly is questioning her normal reality, her normal sanity, She's going to look to you, her spouse, as the only truth center. And now you have gained control over her because now you control her reality. The, the, where, where that term comes from is from an old like 1950s play where yeah. the, um, the husband was trying to make his wife go crazy so that he could commit a murder and make her think she did it, I think. And the term gaslight was back in this you know, old time apartments where they were literally gaslit. He would go upstairs 
and make a bunch of noise and lower the lights and then come back downstairs. And she was like, did you see that? What'd you do? And he's like, I've nothing happened. I don't know what you're talking about. And he tried to slowly make her go crazy. And there's other parts to this particular thing. And so as I'm now having known that literally, I listened to that podcast five days ago (laughs) and then watched this movie. I now had a new perspective on what was happening. And Denzel is gaslighting Ethan Hawke in the matter of a day, right? To that, yeah, try, yeah, doing his best to do it, right? So, like, there's a scene in the movie where he's like, "You want to, you want to get ahead in life? You got to listen to me. You got to listen to me, um, because I have 38 trials pending. I have 48,000 convictions. I have like all these numbers, which I, I just assume is bullshit. Seriously, yeah. I just assume he's lying. That's the blatant lie, right? To get him to buy into." Yep. Other things that you do in gaslighting is you give not just backhanded compliments, but you give compliments to subvert something else. Um, like, Kimberly's going, I, I don't really know what's going on. I think I need to go see a doctor. You're like, Kimberly, you're, you're too smart to go to a doctor. You don't need a doctor. You're smarter than a doctor, right? It's a compliment, but you're yeah. also denying her what she feels like she needs, right, as, as, a, as help, but you're still complimenting her, so she thinks that you have her interest in heart. And so, that's, he, and so Denzel does that, his character does that in the movie, where he's like, man, you're a good cop, and you, you want to do right by the streets, and you wanna, you wanna, then you got to stick with me, right? Like he's giving him the, these compliments that you're going to be a good cop. Look, you bust up those two guys. Good job. Now come on. Let's go smoke some crack, right? Or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> here's the compliment. Now here's the thing that that I'm gonna do to subvert what you know is to be true, right? You know as a good mm-hmm. human and as a good cop. Now drink a beer while we're on the on the shift, right? So there's uh, um I'm actually surprised, Sam, you didn't you hadn't kind of gone over that in, in your classes. Um, but that might be such a new it's obviously an old concept, but maybe such a mm-hmm. new term that maybe I mean, that, maybe in psychology I did, but mm-hmm. I don't yeah. remember much of that. Obviously, that's your business classes. Um, yeah. This yeah. is how to do this to your employees now. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I know I kind of went on a weird little yeah, generally, we, generally, we try to, to avoid the whole psychologically changing, uh, you know, in that way for your employees. To, to, to psychologically damage your employees is generally not a good idea. Yeah. What do you, th- what do you think, Andrew? You're a teacher. Yeah. I mean, don't you, isn't that what you guys do on the regular? I mean, I psychologically damage children every day. So. <laughs> uh, I don't consider it a good day if I haven't. That's okay. They they're trying to do it back to you, so it's all it's all fair, right? Um, okay. Uh, so I'm going over going over my notes here. Um, I, I I wrote the scene. The first thing I wrote was uh, off to a good start. Um, and then I wrote, and I was really wanting Corny to be here, um, but he and I have had this conversation several times. But it, removing the hydraulics from his car, that's the kind of car I could always see Corny driving. <laughs> and those who listen to the show that know Corny are probably nodding their head like, yeah, I get it. Because <laughs> yeah. I could always see him in something like that. Or like um, the car from Blade. <laughs> I don't remember what kind of car it was, but like that kind of car, I could always see Corny driving. I mean, yeah, he drives now a very loud, kind of flashy uh, Dodge Charger, but 
that's kind of the same car that that is, right? I mean, obviously, I know it's a it's a it's a Cadillac. You know, it's not the same kind of car, but it's the same kind of car. No, no, no. Anyway, we we've had this conversation several times, so this is nothing weird or anything. Um, nice on the job pressure to get the kid to smoke some weed to discredit him, mm-hmm. uh, which we just talked at. Uh, the scene where the two rapists in the alley always gets me fired up. I, I just love when he comes in and freaking saves the day. I don't know. I just I, I love that scene. Obviously, that scene is huge to the movie. <laughs> um, big, big point. Um, I didn't see that coming back later either. I, I think that was... I didn't either. Yeah, and usually the, something like that is a, a big... Uh, I don't know. How would you say it? Uh, uh, not a hidden tool, but a uh, yeah. It's a it, yeah. Wow. I mean, good book movie uh, movies and authors they'll do that. They'll they'll show you something that you don't think is important, and then you, you yeah. Know, like best yeah. example I can come up with right now off the top of my head is Ready Player One, <laughs> and the quarter. Don't ruin it. I'm not going to ruin the anything. All I'm going to say is the quarter. If you've read the book, you know what I'm talking about. The quarter, yeah. like. You kind of you, you kind of see this part in the book. You're like, well, they he wrote it, so obviously it's gonna matter later. But is it, or maybe it's not? I don't know. And and of course it does. Um, or does it? I don't know. <laughs> March 29th. Go find out. Um, I think I'm gonna go to to Charlotte for IMAX on that one. I will be. Ooh, I might still be in the town. In the town, I might still be here. Yeah, I won't Let's be in Indiana yet. I've got spring break that week, so I could go at any time. All right. Anyway, no one cares. We'll do it off air. Um, yeah, true. Okay. I also wrote, "How many cup holders does he have in there? He's got like four open beers. <laughs> do you notice that? Like, he pulls out the first beer, he opens it, starts drinking it, hands Hoyt one, opens it for him. He doesn't drink it, right?" Then they jump out of the car. They go beat up the. He beats up the drug guys. He gets back in the car. He opens another beer and drinks it. And then I think he drank another one after something. I can't remember. Anyway, I, I just. Well, let me ask you about this. That the the um, the progress of figuring or finding out how evil uh, uh, Denzel was in this movie mm-hmm. when he first you know kind of sauntered up to that scene. Um. I kind of understood where he was coming from in terms of, you know, the street justice side of things. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Um, and, and it wasn't like the girl was sticking around to press charges. So I I don't know what to think about that in terms of of um Well I, I think they I think they did a good job, I guess I could say, a good job of um kind of hiding the evil for a while. The, the true, the true badness that he was. The first time where, and again, trying to watch it as the first time having watched it, where I kind of felt like something's really off with him is when he tells him after he smokes that pot and he tells him that he laced it with PCP. He's like, mm-hmm. why would you make me do that? He's like, I didn't make you do anything. You're a grown ass man. It's not like I put a gun to your head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Which of course he did. Um, so that was kind of the first time, but yeah, that street justice scene, uh, Sam, I, I was actually watching that. Um, 
and I was kind of doing the same thing you did, kind of questioning my own moral. Like, I, what would you do in that situation? You know, you know like, all of us would hope that we would. Um, well, no, we, not, we would do what was legal. Yeah, I, I don't mean I don't mean like what Hoyt did. I'm totally cool yeah. with that. But like what Denzel did, right? He they, he basically robbed him. He broke his crack pipe, and then they made him leave. And then he says, and, and I have that, actually have that clip later. He's like, "It's street justice. Like, what do you want?" And and part of me is like, "Yeah, I'm with you. You know, why clog mm-hmm. up the system with these two drug dealer fools, who once." Word gets out what they did, they'll probably be dead in about 48 hours. Especially knowing the family now. Yeah. Of, uh, of her. Right. Like who she's related to. So, <laughs> um, so part of me is like, yeah, I'm good with that. And the other part of me is like, mm-hmm. yeah, but, you know, we, we really can't have. Legally, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then again, the other part of me is like, but like one of my favorite superheroes is like Batman and Daredevil. And that's kind of what they do. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like I got, I got zero problem mm-hmm. with Daredevil coming in and, you know, breaking an arm. He doesn't send them to jail. He breaks their arms and leaves them there. And if cops pick him up, great. If not, he'll find them again and beat them up again. Like, yeah, that's kind of his thing. By the way, I'm mostly through Jessica Jones season two, and, and uh, I haven't started it yet. It's it's different than season one. Mm-hmm. It's good though. It's it is good. It's uh. Okay, good. It's it's. I like it better than season one, and I like season one. But season one, I think, was more psychological. Mm-hmm. This one is more. The threat is more physical. Yeah. Um. There's some emotional, like some real emotional stuff. Um. And they do. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes I don't. So that makes me fickle. I know. But they do the thing where it's like. We've mentioned it in movies before. I'm trying to remember where I kind of was bitching about it. It might've been star Wars, but I can't remember where movies have to give it like Indiana Jones and the last crusade. One of my favorite movies ever. Right. But in the Mm -hmm. first 10 minutes of the movie, they have to show us how he gets the scar, why he's afraid of snakes, where he gets the whip, where he gets the hat. (laughs) Like I'm saying, like we didn't need all of the background in 10 minutes. And they, they literally do that in one episode where, now we know why Alias Investigations is called Alias and where she gets her leather uh, jacket and why she becomes a private eye. And like like all of these little moments in her life are literally, they all happen in like a 24-hour period. Mm. So there's that kind of a thing, but it didn't really bother me. I just noticed it. So hmm. anyway, it's fine. Um this time watching, oh yeah, I, uh, we, we've already talked about, because I wrote, this time watching, I think Alonzo wanted to see how Jake reacted to the, the payment. If he went along with it, great. If he's not, what happened? Um, I wrote, funny way of disarming him. <laughs> All right, when the Mexicans are like, hey man, let me see your gun. And then by doing that, they take his, they take his weapon from him and he can't fight back, so... I didn't even think of that. That's exactly what they did. Yep, yep. Cause, Holy crap. Because Smiley checks the window to make sure that Lonzo's gone, and I didn't know it, but in the trivia, if you listen carefully, you can actually hear Lonzo's car driving off. Huh. And uh, that's when they're like, hey, what kind of gun do you got? And he goes, oh, wow. I have a Beretta 92S. And he goes, oh, like this one? Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, and then I wrote my last note was his car looks pretty good for crashing into two other vehicles. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, anything? Anybody got anything else? Andrew, I think I heard your laundry. It's ready. No dishwasher. Oh, dishwasher. Yeah. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Um, I didn't write down any tropes. I guess, you know, crooked crooked cop trope. Um, it's not what you know. It's what you can prove trope. Um, I guess there's probably some other ones. I can't think of it. Um, off the top of my head. Did you guys know this freaking Terry Crews was in this? Yeah. Yeah. There was Like I said, there was a lot of famous faces. Well, he wasn't famous the, yet, though. He was just ex-football player. Holy crap, he's really tall. I mean, again, the first movie I remember <laughs> seeing him in and going, wow, that dude's really big. Oh, he's an ex-football player, was in The Longest Yard with Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. I was a, man, you're a real Mick asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeseburger Eddie. Um, all right, here, here's some clippy clips. Number one. May I read my paper? I'm sorry, sir. Thank you. You know what? I'll get something to eat. Oh, hell no, you won't. You f*** that up. I'm trying to read my paper. Please, shut up. (laughs) Man. And the funny thing... He's not a morning person. Well, the other funny part is, like, he just can't... Ethan just can't keep his mouth shut, right? He's he's one of those guys where silence drives him crazy. And (laughs) whereas me, I'm good with it. Seriously. Obviously, he doesn't work for a podcast, but... The, my boss, who I, I've been working with for a while now on these jobs, we go on road trips, I literally might not talk to him for two hours because I don't need to, right? If I have something to say, I'll say it. If he has something to say, he'll say it. Otherwise, I'm going to read my book and he's going to drive, you know? So, But that's just me. Not everybody can do that kind of a thing. Um, and I'm like that. Honestly, I'm like that with my wife. We can Now, we've been married 10 years, but... I can be in the car with her and literally not talk to her at all, and I'm fine you with it. Don't need, yeah. I think sometimes you don't need yeah. to, but some people can't do that. So no, yeah. no judgment. I'm not saying I'm better. Just saying that's who I am. Um, it just made for a funny scene. I laughed honestly in that scene. Uh, you know, I had to clip it out. Today's a training day, officer. Oops. Wait. Yeah, there it is. Smiles and cries. I hear you. Oh, I didn't mean to start that one either. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Today's a training day, Officer Hoyt. There we go. Uh, obviously, the next clip is the smiles and cries bit with uh, <clears throat> with Stick. Um, so here, if you don't know Stick, go watch the Daredevil show. He's yes, in it. Yes, you and understand. He, and he's great in that show. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's, uh, he's the mentor of uh, Daredevil. Okay, here we go. Smiles and cries, I hear you. Yeah, you got you to gotta control your smiles and cries because that's all you have. And nobody can take that away from you. I thought that was actually really cool. Uh, that clippy clip. I forgot what it is. So here you go. Oh, yeah. Street justice. Here you go. 18, uh, 16 seconds of street justice. You know, they'd have killed you without hesitating. That's why they belong in prison. For what? They got beat down. They lost their rock. They lost their money. The message from Hillside probably going to smoke them. I mean, Jesus, what more you want? I want justice. Right? Is that not justice? That's street justice. What's wrong with street justice? Oh, I just let the animals wipe themselves out. God right? willing. <clears throat> this scene is another scene where I just it gets your blood going because it escalates real quick 
and you don't know how it's going to end, but I freaking love this scene. I really do. Because again, it also kind of shows 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 that, shows that Hoyt is kind of a badass. Um, he's not just some dude that can be pushed around. Los Angeles Police Department narcotics officer was killed today, serving a high risk warrant in Echo Park. Give me the bitch. LAPD spokesperson said the officer is survived by his wife and infant child. Shit gets deeper. You get the picture? Yeah, I got the picture. Hey, hey, that is the second time you pointed a gun at me. There will not be a third. Damn, boy. That's what I'm talking about, Jake. (laughs) I love that. That is the second time you pointed a gun at me today. There will not be a third. I love that. That's just, that's a great line. Um, probably one of the more powerful lines in the movie, other than, uh, uh, I have a little girl scene. Um, cause that scene's kind of rough, rough, rough business. Uh, this part, made me, speaking of that very scene, this part made me laugh. This is some trippy ass shit, Holmes. <laughs> I just like him. <laughs> and, and here's a little, I, don't, I guess it's not irony. I guess it's just coincidence, but they call him sniper. And then like one of the next movies he does, which is, uh, Clear and present danger. He's a sniper. He's a sniper. Yeah. He's also crazy in um, Breaking Bad. By the way, oh, oh my god, he's, he's in Breaking crazy. Bad. Same character, basically. Yeah, yeah it really is. <laughs> um, speaking of <clears throat> him specifically, uh, where's oh I need my clip. Hold on. <clears throat> Remember how I'd said every now and then when I would find um, I would find trivia on IMDb, which I just thought was just garbage. So here you go. That is one big pile of shit. There we go. So the <laughs> scene when they're like, you ever get your shit pushed in? And he's like, yeah, I'll get your shit pushed in, Holmes. <coughs> that hurt to do. And then the other guy says, yeah, man, me and the homies always like to get our shit pushed in. Right. The IMDb actually had to put the trivia in case you didn't know what that meant, that means gay sex. It's like, no, really? <laughs> Is that what that means? That's so stupid. Someone felt like they had to write that in case we didn't know what that meant. Oh, my Lord. Okay, here we go. Trippy-ass shit. Here we go. I'm going to get that gun, and then I'm going to get that money. And you ain't going to do a damn thing because you ain't going to shoot no cop in the back, are you? Don't do it. You know what they give you for that? The gas chamber. You know what the gas chamber smells like? Pine oil. That's where you headed, boy. To pine oil heaven. I'm going to get that gun, and then I'm going to get that money. <laughs> I just like that line. Pine oil mm-hmm. heaven. Because it's just kind of random, but okay, I'm, I'm with you. Um, sure. Yeah, pine oil. Okay. And then he said this, and again, I, I again, very intense scene. I didn't cap out King Kong ain't got crap on me. I just, we've all heard the line. It was ad-libbed by him, which is cool, but I didn't need to hear it again. But I did cap this because I thought it was funny, and I might keep it forever. You disloyal, fool-ass, bitch-made punk. Jay! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I don't know why. I just love that. So, there you go. You disloyal, fool-ass, bitch-made punk. Jay! <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'll just cap out, cap out the Jake part. I don't know. Um, just have someone already because you already have, you know, uh, Cornelius. Maybe I need a Jake. I don't know. 
If I ever get someone to scream Sam or Andrew, I'm going to do it. Just no one's, no one's yeah. done it yet. Um, all right, here we go. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Excuse me. Dang it. A um, little trivia. Oh, wait. Oh, there. Okay. Quick trivia. During the scene where Jake plays cards with the Latino gangsters, the, di- the director instructed... Uh, wait, what? The director... Oh, Gabe. Sorry, the words are all mixed up. <laughs> gave certain instructions to the actors playing the gangsters without telling Ethan Hawke. This was done to further confuse him and add to the tension of the scene. So, T. Rogers, the founder of the Black Pea Stones Bloods in Baldwin Village, a.k.a. The Jungle in L.A. Sounds like an AARP group. Oh, kidding, or something weird like that. Um, It almost kind of sounds like a a strange offshoot from World of Warcraft. Um, (laughs) Was on set for all of the filming in his neighborhood and allowed the producers to use his neighborhood in exchange for casting gang members. So a lot of those extras were actual gang members. And um, they had... I wonder about that. Yeah, and they had to have basically armed escort to be in there by that guy and his guys. I'm saying, like, they didn't bring police in there because that would have made things probably probably worse. Um, So basically they got permission from these guys, and they're like, yeah, we'll take care of you if you want to film here. And they did, which is cool. Dude, um, I'd be scared to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I, I'd be scared to death. I'd be honest, honestly, I probably would be too. Like, as the lowly boom operator that I would have been on this kind of a movie, well, in 2001, mm-hmm. I was a freshman in college, but still, uh, I would have been just clutching my boom pole as a weapon if I needed to. Not that it would have done a whole lot of good, but still. Uh, <laughs> the license plate on Lonzo's car is ORP967. Obviously, which I did not know this, but obviously is a nod to Officer Rafael Perez, the disgraced LAPD officer who was born in 1967, whom the character wow. Alonzo is based on. Didn't know that. But apparently there's a whole big thing about him because that trivia was put, put in, the, in the list like four times. Uh. Christian Bale along with Tobey Maguire and Mark Wahlberg were all considered for the role of Jake. Tobey Maguire? I could not have seen Tobey Maguire. Mm, Again, this is Tobey Maguire right before Spider-Man. You know what I'm saying? So Uh. he was in shape, but he he looked like he worked for Spider-Man because he looks like a child. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think I would have bought him as having been on the force for 18 months. Uh-huh. Christian Bale, if he wasn't so large. Well, he wasn't large then. This is 2001. Again, this is four years mm. before Batman begins. So, yeah, And who was the other one? It was Christian Bale, Mark, Toby. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Mm. Again, this is... This I is, could have seen him. I could have seen him. I could have seen that. It, but know. his accent wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Well, it, we, you, where are you from, dude? Where are you from, Officer Hoyt? I'm, I'm from Boston. I just moved here two years ago. Okay. I transferred here from Boston PD, and I wanted to be where the real stuff was. Okay, that's how you fix it. That's true, I guess. I could have, I could have seen him. I, I guess I could have seen Christian Bale, because, again, this is coming off of or right near the American Psycho movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I still think Ethan Hawke was great, because he has that. He does still kind of, even with the goatee, he still kind of has that innocent look. Um, 
Anyway, uh, Gary Sinise and Tom Sizemore, Sizemore were also offered the role of uh, Alonzo, uh, but they all what? But, but they passed it on, passed on it. Yeah, I couldn't see a white guy doing that role. I couldn't either, honestly. I think Denzel was perfect. And the original it's ending untossed. had uh, the original ending had Alonzo getting away with the crimes, but Denzel insisted that it was amended so he could get his comeuppance. Um, and there's another piece of trivia that basically says Denzel would not agree to the movie unless his character died at the end. Because he felt like people would be so pissed that if he got away with it that they wouldn't like the movie. So, there you go. All right. That's, that's the meat of the show. Time for the dessert. Excuse me while I whip this out. So we decided to go with, because we just did Denzel movies like four weeks ago with Magnificent Seven. So we're going to do movies where there's a training, right? You have a, a, a yeah. usually the, the main character is under the mentorship of someone else. Um, typically it's a, an individual, but it could be, you know, maybe sports related where it's a team kind of a thing if you went that direction. Um, I didn't personally, but that's fine. So Andrew, what you got? Okay. I have a quick honorable mention of the other guys where uh, Will Ferrell <laughs> is a real cop, so he says, but he actually kind of gets trained by Mark Wahlberg throughout the movie uh, with his you, desk pop. Yeah, and, have you popped your desk chair yet? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's an honorable mention. Number three, um, Men in Black. All right, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. That's a real good one. I didn't even think of that. Uh, number two, a movie kind of along the same lines called R.I.P.D. Oh, I like R.I.P.D. Uh, yeah. It's I, dumb. I it's dumb, but it's kind of fun. It's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. Being PG-13 Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And then uh, number one, I took it all the way back to like, God, I don't even know what year that was. 92, maybe, 94, with Robin Williams as he is trained to beat Peter Pan once again in Hook. Okay, all right, all right, I'm with you. Oh, wow, that's 91. 91, yeah. Further back than I thought. Oh, yeah. I got into many a discussion with our friend, friend of the show, Stephen Everett, about the demise of Hook. Because how can a dead alligator eat a person. We thought yeah. I, yeah, he'd I, just be standing there, right? Yeah. He'd still just be there. Like, f- even though there's a burp, like I, I, we always, I always attested that hook got away in the dust cloud. He escaped. And that was going to set up the sequel. I said that for years. Uh-huh. So looks like I was wrong. Sam. All right. I've got an honorable, let me get my phone out here. I've got an honorable mention for Whiplash. Oh, I've not seen that yet. I need to see it. <laughs> it's so oh, bad. man. You talk about an evil character. Yeah, check that. Suck. Oh, man, that movie's amazing. Um, I've got number three at uh, Batman Begins. Okay. Um, and I believe this is the first time I've been able to use that, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Um, my number two is pretty much the Harry Potter series. Okay, sure. Um He's basically being trained, uh, but especially, I can't even remember which one it was. Um, was it the first Deathly Hallows where he's following around Dumbledore and he's finally being trained how to, how to win? 
I can't remember. Uh, no, it wasn't um, that because somebody was dead by then. But it was. Okay. Um, it would have been the one before that. The um, uh, the half half blood prince is where he. Uh, okay. Goes. Yeah, I think it was half blood. Fact finding mission. Um, and then uh, my number one is uh, Empire Strikes Back, with uh, Yoda and Luke. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't think about those. That's good. Yep. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't try to sneak Jurassic Park in there somehow. Yeah, I was trying to think of how to, but... It, it yeah, the, the main Velociraptor trained the other two Velociraptors how to eat people and unlock <laughs> doors. I mean, I guess you could do Jurassic World, but that's not the same thing. Yeah, not even then. I don't think it really would work yeah. either. Yeah. How about you, Sean? What you got? So mine, I'm all over the map. Um, just because my brain's not working very well tonight, I just don't feel well. So my Google search came up with this list that I created. Number one, or number three is Edge of Tomorrow. Or Tom Cruise is being trained by a very oh, sexy I love that movie. Emily Blunt to I, fight yeah. the... And, and Time. Basically, yeah, it t- yep. yeah. Yeah, okay. But, but awesome. Like, I like that one. Oh, I'm going to honorable mention, just because it made me think of it, Ender's Game. I'm just going to honorable mention. I know you weren't a big fan of that one, Sam, but I like the movie. Me too. Uh, Ender's Game. <laughs> and the book was great. The book was great. Um, yes, book is amazing. But they usually are. Uh, that would be three, would be Edge of Tomorrow. Number two is The Karate Kid. Um, See? If uh-huh. you like the old one, you pick that one. I personally like the new one, so I'm picking that one. I like the, one. the would. Uh, preview for the new Cobra Kai. Yeah, it looks kind of funny. Yeah, it's interesting. It's funny. Um, speaking of, however, Jackie Chan, um, I did do a, uh, a an anchor post a week or so ago for The Foreigner with Jackie Chan. And okay. if you want to go listen to that anchor post, by all means. If you don't, all I'll say is, it's not a Jackie Chan movie. It's not. Really? He's on the post. He's, like, he's not going around fighting with things that he finds? Like, he does that a couple times. Law-abiding citizen, right? This, 